Welcome to the Rena Malik MD podcast, where we explore health and demystify the complex to improve your quality of life. I'm Dr. Rena Malik, urologist and pelvic surgeon. Today's guest is Alex Tatum, a board certified urologist and men's health subspecialist based out of Indianapolis, Indiana. He is a distinguished member of the urology community with the publications of over 20 peer reviewed manuscripts. He is an active member of the Sexual Medicine Society of North America and the Society for the Study of Male Reproduction. He has established Indiana's first fertility preservation program for young patients facing cancer treatments. He provides education on his YouTube channel, which is at Indie Men's Health. You can also find out more about him on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and on his website, IndieMensHealth.com. Today, we discuss delayed ejaculation. Specifically, we talk about what it means to have delayed ejaculation and what options are available for the treatment of delayed ejaculation. We hope that you'll enjoy this podcast and learn a great deal. We're going to dive right in today. We're going to talk about delayed ejaculation. So, Alex, what exactly does that mean? So, delayed ejaculation. I think that whenever we start to talk about this condition, it's helpful to kind of define some terms. So like I tell my patients, there are four key elements to the male's sexual experience. There is sensation, there is erection, there is orgasm, and then there is ejaculation. Sensation is being able to feel things. Erection is the penis getting firm and rigid. Orgasm is that good feeling when you reach climax. And then ejaculation is the actual expulsion of fluid. And when we talk about delayed ejaculation, we're actually talking about the inability for men to easily achieve orgasm within a quote unquote reasonable period of time. All right. So that's got to be really distressing. I mean, like you're excited, you're in the mood and you just can't finish. Yeah. A lot of patients will tell me that they feel like they're just running on a treadmill and they just never seem to get to the finish line. So it can be very aggravating for both them and their partners. And so whenever we're talking about delayed ejaculation, in reality, we're probably better uh, we're probably better off using the phrase delayed orgasm because that's the issue, not being able to achieve climax. But it can be extremely frustrating for patients who may not be familiar with the condition and for their partners who can often blame themselves. So is there like an absolute time cutoff? I mean, what is delayed? You know, delayed is individualized. It's usually going to be a significant difference for the patient, as in something that is different than the way it was before, with some exceptions, as in patients who have always had difficulty achieving orgasm. Most experts will use the cutoff of about 30 minutes with consistent sexual stimulation, but it's really individualized. So if you're a patient and it's requiring way too much time or stimulation per your own definition to achieve orgasm, it's worth seeking some help. Hey guys. Low testosterone, or low T, affects about 30% of adult men in America. Are you feeling the drag of fatigue, noticing a dip in muscle mass, or sensing a slump in your libido? You might have low T, a condition that can significantly impact a man's life. Get your testosterone level tested. Kaizotrex is an FDA-approved pill that's changing the game in testosterone replacement therapy. Kaizotrex was shown to be effective in restoring testosterone levels in nearly 9 out of 10 clinical study participants. Each Kaizotrex oral capsule is uniquely formulated to be easily absorbed and bypass your liver to avoid liver damage. Patients also saw a decrease in sex hormone binding globulin and an increase in free testosterone. It's time to break free from injections, pellets, and gels. Choose Kaizotrex and take a step towards being the hero of your life. By prescription only, Kaizotrex is a controlled substance and can be a target of abuse. 
Kizotrex is not for use in pregnant women or men with prostate or breast cancer. Safety and efficacy in those younger than 18 is not known. Tell your doctor about all medical conditions and medications. Serious side effects could include increased blood pressure, worsening prostate symptoms, increased risk of prostate cancer, blood clots in the legs or lungs, decreased sperm problems, liver problems, enlarged or painful breasts, and breathing problems while you sleep. Common side effects include swelling of the ankles, feet, or body, increased red blood cell count, and increase in prostate-specific antigen or PSA levels. PSA is a test used to detect prostate cancer. Report these symptoms to your doctor. Call your doctor to learn more about Kaizotrex. For questions or more information, visit www.kaizotrex.com or call 1-833-949-5040. Yeah, I think that's so key, Alex, that that it's really your experience. Like we're not here to judge what that is, but if you're unhappy with your sex life, like please see a urologist, particularly one like Dr. Tatum or myself who do sexual medicine and, and can help you with those issues. Are there different types? Do you, when you talk to patients, do they tell you that, uh, you know, one type, like I've had it my, my whole life or versus having it sometimes? Or do you describe those as, as different things? Of course, there are really two main questions that I'm trying to answer whenever I'm talking to a patient who's experiencing delayed ejaculation. The first is, is this something that is lifelong or is this something that is acquired? And we'll make that differentiation. So lifelong delayed ejaculation is someone who's really never been able to achieve orgasm or it's something that uh, has been present at least as long as they've been sexually active. And then acquired is something that the patient had a period of nor time of normal sexual function, per their own definition, and then now is experiencing increasing difficulty achieving climax. So first question, is this a lifelong or is this acquired? And the second is, is this generalized as in it happens all the time or is this situational and the patient only encounters it in certain circumstances? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then why does this happen? Like if someone is, gets it acquired versus generalized, are there different causes and, and what do you tell people? Well, it's very individualized. So for example, I've talked to patients who have gone a prolonged time without being with their partner. So we're talking about maybe couples where a partner is deployed and is overseas, they're separated for a long period of time. And whenever they become uh, intimate again, there's been a change in their sex life. And so for example, that may be acquired and it could be because of some changes in sexual practices. So for some patients, it can be related to some habits they've picked up uh, along the way, uh, maybe some sex practices on their own, maybe the way that they masturbate and maybe a little bit different, and maybe that's affecting their sexual experience. But what I think is much more underappreciated and much more common than we think is the prevalence of acquired delayed ejaculation with age, which is to say that as we get older, our brain changes the way that we perceive dopamine, that we perceive sensation, and orgasm can become harder and harder to achieve for a lot of male patients. Yeah, for sure. I think that's very underappreciated. I hear a lot about people talking about premature ejaculation, meaning they ejaculate before they want to. But I think this delayed ejaculation is really less reported, less often reported because people are like, you know, embarrassed to talk about it or, you know, they're like, well, I'm getting an erection. That's a good thing. And maybe this is just something I need to work harder on. Do you find that too? So most of the patients I meet have a hard time even putting delayed ejaculation into words. And that's simply because it isn't as common. And so whenever they're trying to describe it to me, they have no frame of reference. And that's because if we look at the data, we know that anywhere from 40% or more of men 
are going to experience premature ejaculation at some point in their life. We see it in just about every Hollywood movie, some sort of joke about premature ejaculation, while delayed ejaculation only affects about 1% to 4% to 5% of the population. But if you're in that 1% to 4% or 5%, this can be a very distressing problem and it deserves to be treated. Yeah, and I will say, I think that from the female experience of being the partner, or even if you're in a homosexual relationship, the other partner feels like it's their fault, like they're doing something wrong, and that's not necessarily the case. So, Rena, I know this is something that you see all the time because I know I see it every single day, which is partners blaming themselves for sexual dysfunction, whether that's their partner's erectile dysfunction or their delayed ejaculation because they think that their partner just isn't interested in them anymore or that they're not attracted to them anymore, when the truth couldn't be further from that. It's a medical issue that needs to be treated. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I'll encourage all of my viewers, if you're struggling with these sorts of things, I know it's embarrassing. I know it's hard, but we won't judge you. We want to be here to help you have a very fulfilling and important and vibrant sex life. And that's part of what we do because it's so important to many different parts of your life, not just that little portion, but it's for your self-confidence, for your psychological health and for your relationship health. So what about, you know, is there a, a women's version of this that you see in your practice? So full disclaimer, my practice is actually limited to just guys, but I have the benefit of seeing a lot of female partners come through the door. And we know from the data that the inability to achieve orgasm easily is actually exponentially more common on the female side compared to the male side. And I think that that is actually a challenge when it comes to treating male patients with delayed ejaculation because mentally they have it in their head, oh, this is something the opposite gender should struggle with. I shouldn't have this issue. When the truth is, is that you can have either delayed orgasm or premature orgasm in either patient population. It really just depends on the individual. Yeah, I will say that in women, it's actually um, a, a very big part of it is psychological and kind of dealing with the psychological aspects of intimacy, of how you're feeling, where your brain space is that can help you get to the orgasm sooner. And I'm sure it's similar for the male population as well. What kind of advice do you have for men who are experiencing it because they're maybe stressed out and thinking about other things and can't really um, focus on getting that orgasm? So my recommendations are very unique and they apply to individual patients based on their circumstances. But something that I really do believe in is sex therapy for individuals and for couples, because a lot of times couples can adopt different strategies, different approaches that can really take the pressure off and help both of them find their sex life more enjoyable and a lot less stressful. And usually I find in my practice through that process of communication, couples can actually develop a stronger relationship as a result. So I generally recommend the AASECT website, which has kind of a listing of sex therapists. Do you have another resource that you use to help patients find sex therapists near them? Truthfully, I am extremely spoiled where I live here in Indianapolis. Down in Bloomington, Indiana, it was actually the center for the Kinsey Institute, which is where a lot of original sex research took place. And here in Indianapolis, I have a friend and a colleague who is a licensed sex therapist. Her name is Megan Knightling at Bloom Behavioral Health. Shout out to Megan. It was absolutely fantastic at working with my couples. And so I have a direct referral line to her for any of my gentlemen or any of my couples that are experiencing this issue. That's awesome. And now with telemedicine, I'm certain that you can find sex therapists who will see you virtually. And so it may be worth looking into. 
absolutely. I know that Megan was very quick to adopt the virtual platform whenever coronavirus first hit. And it's been a huge success with patients because it's a lot more comfortable to talk about these intimate issues from the comfort of your own home as opposed to actually going into an office, which may be a foreign experience for a lot of people. Did you know that we're now seeing patients not only in Newport Beach, but also in Beverly Hills, Los Angeles? If you want to see me in person and you're located in the L.A. County area, make an appointment today at www.renamalikmd.com slash appointments. Again, that's www.renamalikmd.com slash appointments. Looking forward to seeing you. What are some other things that people who are struggling with delayed ejaculation can do in the comfort of their own home without having to see a urologist or maybe seeing a sex therapist? I think that what couples can really do to help achieve orgasm easier is just use communication. Talk to each other. Say, this feels good for me. This doesn't feel good for me. And just be honest about it. I think that there can be a lot of embarrassment when it comes to talking about sex, even in these very you know comfortable, intimate relationships using frank terms. But whenever couples do that, when they kind of lower their guard and they're just very frank and honest, they can adopt different sexual practices, different approaches that can make sex a lot more fun and a lot more enjoyable for everyone. And that's the key, guys. Sex is supposed to be fun. And I was just having this conversation with a few girlfriends. I was like, it shouldn't feel like a chore. It should be enjoyable. So if you're making it a chore, then figure out what's making it not fun for you and talk to your partner about it. And if you're on the receiving end of that communication, just be open and receptive. Don't take it as a personal offense. You know, people are just trying to improve your sex life. And so whether you're having delayed ejaculation or not, I think everyone should be talking to their partner about what they like and don't like in bed. So outside of, you know, sex therapy, communication, what if, you know, these things aren't working and they come to see a urologist, what kind of options do they have available to them? So when we're dealing with delayed ejaculation or delayed orgasm, the challenge is that there is no official FDA-approved medication specifically for that reason. Now, that doesn't mean that we don't have some good options, though. It just means that the medications that we use are technically considered off-label. This means that these medicines were originally approved by the FDA for different reasons, but they have the side effect of making it easier to achieve orgasm. So if you're somebody who's struggling with delayed ejaculation or difficulty achieving orgasm, I highly suggest that you find a urologist who specializes in sexual medicine so you can receive consideration for treatment because we do have some fantastic options when it comes to medication. You just have to find someone who has that experience and who can meet you where you are so that you can get back in the saddle, so to speak. Absolutely. And I will say that even sometimes I don't have the answers for everything that you're going to come see me for. And Alex will say the same, that we don't have the answers for every little thing. So if you see a urologist who doesn't have the answer for you about delayed ejaculation or any sexual dysfunction, don't lose hope. Just try to find someone who has an expertise in sexual medicine and you will be able to get help. It just may take a little bit of time. And one thing that I'll mention, something that's been great about social media is the ability for experts like ourselves to communicate on a level that we never have before. I have learned so much from you, Rena, and I know that we have learned from our friends and our colleagues in this space. And I think that that's really improved visibility when it comes to sexual dysfunction, trying to remove the stigma for patients and also to sharpen our skills as clinicians who treat this really important part of medicine. Yeah, I think it's really, it's helped me immensely. Like I didn't actually train in a sexual medicine fellowship, but I've learned so much from making this channel, from talking to experts, 
and from, you know, reading. And I think that that's just something that's only been inspired by social media. And I'm, I'm just so grateful for it. Last question. What if, you know, they don't get this treated? They're too embarrassed. They don't want to come see you. Are there any risks of not getting delayed ejaculation treated? So although not treating delayed ejaculation itself is unlikely to cause any major medical issues, we do know that men and couples that are experiencing delayed ejaculation can have significant friction in their relationships, and men can even have some issues with self-image, which can lead to depression and other real medical issues. So ultimately, it comes down to what you said earlier, Rena. If you're a patient who's struggling with this and it's bothering you, then it's worth getting treated. And I think it's not emphasized enough how much this can affect people's day to day. Like it can be very distressing. So you're not alone. People are going through these sorts of things and we're here to help. Thank you for listening to today's episode on the Rena Malik MD podcast. If you enjoy listening, the best way to support our podcast is by rating and reviewing this podcast on your favorite podcast platform. This allows us to spread free education to more people each and every week. You can find me on social media on all the platforms at Rena Malik MD, including YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you'd like to see me as a patient, you can easily schedule an appointment at www.renamalikmd.com backslash appointments. And as always, remember to take care of yourself because you are worth it.